0: Welcome to Leadership Behind the Scenes with me, Nomi Natan, Executive Coach and Leadership Consultant. In this podcast, we champion human-friendly leadership because you're human first and leader second. We share tips and insights on how you can increase your impact and influence so you can be the leader you've always dreamt of being and feel proud when you look in the mirror. Are you working in your zone of genius? Hello and welcome to another episode of Leadership Behind the Scenes and today we are talking about your zone of genius. This principle comes from a book which is the book I recommend probably most frequently to people which is called The Big Leap. So Do you even know what your zone of genius is? It's a really valuable uh, tool resource concept to dig deeper into understanding more about your own zone of genius if you want to have a fulfilling, joyful, successful career. But as a leader, you also need to understand about this concept to be helpful to all of the people you are leading, managing, supporting, all of those around you. So. Let's take a breath and dive in. Have you read The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks? If you haven't already read The Big Leap, I highly, highly recommend it to you get The Big Leap, you can get it on Kindle, on paperback, probably hardback, I don't know, used, new, whatever. It's a hugely successful book, so you will find it anywhere and everywhere. And uh, there's two sort of key concepts in the book. The one is upper limiting which you must know about this I'm not going to talk about it in this podcast episode maybe in another one but I uh, get the book and then you'll get gays own explanation of it I am gonna take gays principle of the zone of genius and talk about it here and first I'm gonna tell you a little bit about what it means and then uh, talk about how will this help you in your career for yourself and for anyone that you're leading and supporting. So, zone of genius. First up, I'm Danish. We don't pronounce Z as uh, the same way as you do in other countries. In Danish, it's just like an S. So, I am sorry if, you, <laughs> if you're getting confused by what I'm saying, but I'm saying Z O N E S zone. Zones. Okay. So, there are basically four zones that we can take. Action from. There is the zone of incompetence, competence, excellence, and genius. So, a zone of incompetence, me changing a tire of any vehicle. I'm completely incompetent, not a good thing for me to spend time doing, unless I wanted to learn it, of course, (laughs) in which case it would be fab. But since I don't have any interest really in learning it, perfect thing for me to get other people to do, outsource, pay for. Then there's son sort of competence. Um, I would say me cleaning, although I have had my husband <laughs> debate whether that is true. Anyway, not something I enjoy. I like a clean house. I don't like cleaning. And it seems other people enjoy it. Other people are faster at it and better at it. Good thing for me to outsource. Then there is zone of excellence and zone of genius. This is where most of my clients get stuck because I get to work with people that are already pretty successful. And zone of excellence is where you're doing something where you're probably better than most people. You can have a very good living and the offers will keep coming. But if you're stuck in your zone of excellence, it will feel like life is squashing in on you, like you can't quite breathe And even though you're doing really, really well, it feels really flat inside. Zone of genius is where you're doing something that even though you're tired at the end of the day, it gives you energy. It just... it. It makes you alive. It gives you joy. It's the kind of conversation you'll have where even though the other person doesn't really seem interested, you'll keep talking because you're just too excited about this topic to to stop talking. You'll just keep going. That's the kind of thing that you'll do first in your to-do list. It's the kind of thing that when other people ask you for help for this thing, you always say yes, even though you don't have time, because it gives you energy, because it floats your boat, it doesn't mean it's easy. But it's you in the zone if you want. It doesn't mean you're Einstein, it doesn't mean you're the best at it, but it's work that really aligns with something deep inside of you. And so we all want to work in a zone in our zone of genius. And I don't know anyone who has a job or who has their own business where they are spending 100% of the time in their zone of genius. But the aim, of course, is to spend as much of our time in our zone of genius and to make sure we outsource or delegate or leave jobs where we are spending time in our zone of incompetence, competence, and where there's too much zone of excellence jobs, too many zone of excellence tasks. And that's really where you find people that are successful and are depressed. It's because they're in the zone of excellence. They lost the joy and the passion and they go, where's the fun? The fun is in the zone of genius. That's where it's at. So I don't think it's fixed. It's not like, well, whatever is in your zone of genius right now, will be consistently that forever, right? Because you're a high achiever. You're someone who wants to learn and grow. And so as you develop, things will shift. When I started coaching 12 years ago, anything related to coaching felt like my zone of genius it all gave me joy and filled me with excitement and and it just made me so excited and now I've been doing it for 12 years and there's certain kind of coaching and certain kinds of clients that I can do it and I can do it really well but it's my zone of excellence not my zone of genius It doesn't keep me excited. And if I do too much of that coaching, I start thinking, oh, it's a bit boring or it's just another job. I lose my passion, my joy, the bit that really makes this feel like a dream job. So the reason why Gay Hendricks calls it the big leap, the book, is because it takes courage To say no to the office that keeps coming in your zone of excellence and to go for your zone of genius, which is often a bit more risky, a bit more unknown. And the office in your zone of genius, the office in your zone of excellence can often feel like safe bets because. Companies, organizations, people love to bet on someone that they know is a proven success. So they'll keep giving you more of the same. Whereas you go, oh, there's something else I want to do. This is what I'd really love to do. Now, you might be sitting going, I don't even know what my zone of excellence uh, is. I don't even know what my zone of genius is. How do I tell the difference? Well, you tell the difference by how it feels. You know, when you look at the clock and three hours have gone and it felt like two minutes, most likely you were in your zone of genius. It was flowing. And other things, you're working at it and working at it and it feels like forever. Well, you'll be in one of the other zones. So there are many clues to your zone of genius. And depending on where you're at in the journey, these questions can help you get deeper into it. It's usually like peeling the layers of the onion. It's not a process you answer once. It's not one simple answer. And as I say, as you keep developing and growing, it will shift and deepen and you'll get more clarity. So it might be as I said that hey coaching is my zone of genius but as I keep working on it I'll realize there's a certain kind of client or a certain type of coaching that really is my zone of genius and the same when people go well I really love you know uh, supporting developing other leaders and growing them. Well if you dig deeper into that you might find that there are particular types of people that you really love coaching, developing, mentoring more than others or there are particular topics that you like coaching, developing around or maybe you love really helping people understand the detail or maybe you hate the detail and that gives you the heebie-jeebies and you just want to work on the strategic stuff. Maybe it floats your boat to get people to really see the bigger picture. So how do you dig deeper into this well you know you can ask yourself questions like this what would you do even if you weren't paid for it and you might come up with things that you go that's not in my job description just you know if you want to do this properly just jot down all the answers later on make sense of it but just see what comes i also often ask the question of what tv programs books uh, news. What, what do you consume? Why do you like consuming this podcast? What is it you like about this particular TV show? Because for a long time, I thought I was going to be an interior decorator or interior designer because I loved makeover shows, home makeover shows. And then I realized I don't really care whether the wall is blue or green. I don't really have a point of view about whether it should be this kind of couch or that kind of couch. What I realized later on was I like any kind of makeover program because I love transformation, the shift, the process of change. That's what excites me, the possibility of what needs to shift here for us to get to a new possibility. And so you can see why I'm a coach, right? That's the piece that is the link. So you often need to ask yourself many, many whys, but why does that matter? Why does that get me excited? Ask yourself, what do you always say yes to? Which days do you feel drained? And which days do you feel excited? Which projects give you energy and why, why, why? Keep digging into this. So as I said, his book will uh, give you more examples, more clues into this. But really, I encourage you to go on a journey of self-discovery on this. And I sit with my clients often digging into what is it really that floats your boat? What is it really that gets you excited? And as I said, it often takes courage because yes, you might have to say no to something cushy and comforting. And maybe that's not the right time for you and you have to live with that decision then. But to go for more of your zone of genius takes courage. And you don't necessarily have to change your job. You could look at how could you increase some of those tasks? How could you get to do more of it? Because if you're a leader of other people, you want them to spend more time in the zone of genius. Because when they're there, they just give it their all. They are loving it. They want to do this. They're showing up because they want to. And it fuels them. And when people are that excited, they'll do really great work. They will go that extra mile. They will read that extra thing. They will do that extra conversation or that extra piece of research to get it just amazing. And so... I want you to have these conversations with your teams, with whoever you're working with, whether you're directly managing them or whether you're influencing them and find out what is it that lights their fire, what gets them excited in terms of things they do and ask them why. And you can pay attention to people you work with regularly and go, wow, I saw you yesterday and you just seemed like you were on fire. What was it that was getting you so excited? And then help them go, but why? What about that was so exciting? I tell you, they will love that conversation because to most of us, our zone of genius are things that come easy. And so we feel almost guilty for doing a lot of it or for getting paid for it. It's easy and it's fun for us. It's not easy in the sense that it doesn't require any effort. But it's easy because it lights us up. It feels good It's like going with the stream rather than against the stream. It gives us extra powers to keep going. And so people will love you if you keep helping them figure out what it is that gives them energy because you need to pay attention to this when you go for that next job opportunity. When you look at how you want your role to look in the future. When you look at what you want to delegate and outsource. And this is one of the things that happens to a lot of people that become, you know, getting people responsibility, becoming leaders, managers. They sometimes have to outsource or delegate the things that they love the most. So we promote specialists, people that are really good at one thing. And then we give them managerial responsibility. And then we go, okay, well, now you're just overseeing the people. Don't worry about the detail, For some people that really works, they go, yay, I don't like the detail. I'm so happy now that I just get to oversee it. I love managing the people that do the detail much better than I love the detail. And for other people, they go, but I love doing that thing. I love doing that thing. Now I don't get to do it anymore. Hmm. So pay attention to this because this is important for you and it's important for others. And it's very often easier to spot in others because you will know what tasks they just get done quickly, which ones they, you know, they have a twinkle in their eye when you tell them there's more of that. If they never have a twinkle in their eye, (laughs) you might have to have a very different conversation with them. But dig into this. And as I said, Accept that it doesn't have one straightforward answer, one simple sentence. It's a multi-layered process. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please do share it with your friends and colleagues. And it would mean the world to me if you would leave a review in iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, Google Play, wherever it is that you're listening, as it will help other people find the podcast. If you don't want to miss another episode, do subscribe here and head over to norminatan.com and sign up for my email list too. Now take a breath. Because no matter how busy we are, there's always time to breathe. Have a great day.